Welcome back to Legends RC Talk. I'm your host, Ryan the Legend, REA. Back for episode nine with Jeff LaPointe. Jeff, how you doing Hello. tonight? How you doing, Ryan? I'm glad to be back. Awesome. Doing good. Um, today we are going to do a little talk about race day. What you do to prep. We'll get into uh, quite a bit in the whole racetrack area. We'll uh, start out. What do you do? Prepping for oh, race day. Race day prep. So up here, I've just traditionally been going to the races on Sunday. So to be honest, race day prep begins Sunday night after the race in a sense. Usually Sunday nights when I take the tires off, I'll clean those off. Um, and I guess I'm going to go into this because I don't know that everyone knows this. So the tires got the, you got foams in them, you got the holes. So typically I'll, uh, you know, brush the dirt off. I'll wash them off just with water uh, and then after that I'll let them dry and then I'll take a scrag or whatever and make sure that the vents in the tires are clean and not clogged with dirt. You have your vents in the tire yeah. plus the rim or do you close off the rims? Uh, I used to put tape over it and then that was just silly. I just hold my fingers over the vents now and then run it okay. under the water just to make sure. But you know some people just talking to some folks i don't know that they're aware you get a lot of water in there and dust is already inside your foam yeah you get the water in there and then depending on how it sits it could the tire could run kind of like an out of balance wheel right. so usually yeah i just I, i'll get the tires clean the main reason for just cleaning the dirt off i think it helps preserve the rubber they'll they'll stay a little bit softer they seem a little stickier okay and then usually i'll put them in a ziploc bag just kind of keep them airtight mm -hmm. and then you know, before the race, of course, I go back over and make sure that uh, all the glue's good so that I don't have tires coming off. And honestly, on the, the four-wheel drive truck, every single race, even though I just, you know, we'll do a quick practice, five-minute qual, five-minute main, I'm always re-gluing those tires. You know, it probably depends yeah. on the power. Yeah, I was going to say, you got a lot more power coming out with the four-wheel drive. Yeah. Because um, you're running, what, a 4,300 KV? 43, yeah. Yeah, that's Between turning those tires tooth. pretty yeah. fast. She's got some power. So, you know, just uh, tire prep, you know. Um, like I said, I think if the tires just sit in the dirt, they get a little bit dry, dries them out. So I kind of like that. I'll put them in the bag and then just touch them up. So tires is one thing. I just don't want them to sit all week. Another big thing, dusty. too, water does break down the foam. Mm, true, yeah, it can. You get the foam wet enough and it starts deteriorating yeah. and breaking down. Now you're not running with your same compound you were running yeah. before. Yeah, it messes. You get the dust in there with the water and then the foam, you know, the composition of it, it's just not the same, you know. But, yeah, I always want to make sure that they're not clogged and plugged with dirt because then in reality, you're, you know, the foam or vent, you know, your tires mm -hmm. should move a little bit, if you will, and then uh, rebound on their own. But if they're plugged, they might bounce a little bit more. I don't know. That might be getting too technical with it, but that's what I do. Right. Um, I don't know. No, I can I can see that. I mean, that's your tires. That's the first thing going around on the track. That's yeah. You know, if you don't have tires on there that are working properly, yeah. nothing else is going to work right. Yeah, your suspension set up wrong. Your tires are useless. You know, so you know, what's the point of setting a, a spring rate if your tires are out of balance? Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, usually Sunday night I'll do the tires first, and then uh, if I can, you know, Sunday night or at least Monday I'll just kind of clean the truck off. Uh, brush it off and really the main point of that is not just to keep it clean but to kind of inspect it mm -hmm. make sure everything's good you know you can't really inspect a truck that's covered yeah, in mud and clay. dirty yeah you're not getting anywhere and then you know you, you don't want to just add oil to your bearings that's another thing i typically do touch up you know the bearings or any of the the pillow balls make sure they're kind of clean because the dirt that gets in those can wear out you yeah, know the plastic sandpaper. parts yeah just eats them up so you know there's a lot of a lot of things you should do, check the bearings, check your gears, you know, make sure screws are tight, nothing backed out, make sure the shocks weren't leaking. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what I do to make sure that the truck's ready to go so that, you know, come race day, I'm not sitting there doing maintenance that should have been done. Fumbling around. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, like, like one last thing, a lot of times they'll say if it's not broke, don't fix it. Mm -hmm. I don't think that applies on a car if you're being serious about racing. Right. You know, some people will. They won't. No, I'm not going to break it. You know, I'm not going to fix anything that's not broken. But yeah, sometimes you got to fix things that you can see are going to break. Otherwise, right. your race day sucks. Yep, that's true. 
So yeah, make sure. Yeah, there's nothing worse than having a, a shock come apart that you might have caught yeah. beforehand, or you can see it coming. Yeah. Or screw loose motor mount. Make sure yeah. your motor mounts. Yeah. yeah. Make sure your motors tightened up and control arms, your hubs, your tires. I don't know how many tires I've seen fly off of trucks this year. Yeah. Yeah. Check that you know, out. Check your torques. Put new nuts on. Maybe your maybe yeah. your lock nuts not. Uh, yeah. The nylon will wear out on your wheel nuts and the serrations. They got the yeah. little serrated back on them. If that's starting to wear down, it's not going to hold. No. Yeah, there's all kinds of things we could we could go on and on about that, but but basically just give the truck a good look over, make sure okay. it's good, fix it. All right. So now, um, what do you suggest bringing to the track? Oh, so uh, one the transmitter. I'm just going to name off things I've seen people forget. The transmitter, I've seen people forget this year. I've seen people forget batteries, chargers. Well, big suggestion I got is a <laughs> duffel bag. Yeah. Have a duffel bag packed strictly for the track of stuff that you're going to need that you bring every week. Oh, yeah. Have uh, your extension cord in there, your, your toolbox. Yeah. Extra batteries, Velcro, just yeah. any Box, little thing. Parts. The table, gears, drinks. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget the drinks. You gotta have some drinks, some refreshments, chair. Uh, yeah, I don't know if we could go on about how many things, but yeah, uh, yeah. The important things. Uh, and your truck. <laughs> yeah, your truck. Bring your truck. I've seen that. Your t I've seen someone forget tires this year. Forgot the tires at home. <laughs> so that um, another thing, uh, and you know, not uh, we will get into this. But uh, I'd say the cash. Oh yeah, yeah. Bring correct change. Yeah. Don't be, don't try to break hundreds at a racetrack. These. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, that that, that yeah. don't help things. No. Bring you know you should know what classes you're running, how much it is each class. A courtesy thing to do is bring the right amount of money. Yeah, especially if you've been to a place a few times. You know you I I get it if you show up and you're. Don't have exact change first couple weeks, not knowing what you're running. Yeah. You know, you're on week three, week four, and you know you're running three classes. Yeah, yeah. Bring 15 bucks, you know. It's, yeah, it's easy math. Chances are you're stopping at a gas station to get yeah. something to drink. Or... Easy math, yeah. Yeah, bring the right amount of money. There's no debit machine. There's no ATM machines at any tracks that I've ever been to. No, they're usually right. in a cornfield. yeah. Yeah, just simple being prepared. Uh, like I said, in the cords, sometimes even, you know, bring more than one cord because sometimes you may not be parking where you thought you were going to or you might be farther away. Uh, a cord is good to bring. Yeah, not like at Gromax RC Raceway, there's centralized outlets. Yeah. I mean, chances are, I mean, if it's a busy, busy race day and you got to park up front by the road, I mean, you're looking at a 100-foot yeah, hundred foot reach. If you're on that side of it, if you're out towards the other driveway, you're looking at yeah. a good two hundred foot run. Yeah, you're in the back forty. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, um, even a power strip is ideal. Um, I started bringing this year. I started bringing a, a solder iron. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know I've had it, but one day I needed it, and then I didn't bring it, and so now yeah, the solder iron's in there. Nice. Yeah, that's well. You you're running a vehicle that runs on strictly electronics, so yeah. if something goes bad, that's uh, one of the main things. Yeah, and you know, that's, you especially know, when it's hot. Yeah, it happens a lot more. Uh, <clears throat> we owned uh, what was it two three weeks ago, maybe three three races ago. It was pretty hot, and I don't mm -hmm. know how many we've had a bunch of uh, connectors come undone from the heat. Yep, a lot. So, you know, uh, but I do know when I, when I look through them, I think I've touched up on uh, two of my trucks this year. I've touched up some solders, but I prefer to do it here and not at the track. But if they look like they're going, I'll, I'll touch those up here. Well, yeah, there's nothing worse than middle of a race and oh, it's, have your truck stop running. And I mean, that's happened to some good people this year at the track, and that, that yep. affected points big time because they didn't it finish the race. It ruins all week for you. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, so, sometimes your solders are perfectly good. You wouldn't know, and they just come undone. And it's not everything is preventable, but right. Sometimes you can see it coming. So right. Yeah, that that ruins your day. Touch that up. So yeah, the solder. If you don't have one, though, a lot of people around there do. So people are there. I I I'm bringing one now every time it's in the box. You know, just just having like a box, like a a track box is convenient you know mm -hmm. a lot of people use uh like those plano bins or tackle yep. box bins for parts uh that's what i'm using then i found you know another box i can shove a lot of the tools in it all the common stuff and you know just being prepared helps you right you know not being prepared shows <laughs> yeah see now for the indoor carpet that's what i do i have a tackle box set up with all my um all my 10 scale pan car yeah. parts and tools, tires, everything in there. Yeah. So extra motors. Motors, yeah. If you can afford it, a spare motor is great. Oh yeah, you break down in a heat race, you know, you burn up a motor, 10 minutes you can be back up and running for a main Yeah. and not rush on it, you know, between heats and mains. Oh yeah. Um, transponders. Yeah. Working transponders. Yeah, make sure your transponder <laughs> is working and your body is clear. Make sure it reads through. I mean, with certain systems like what we run, you got to have a clear body. Yeah, correct. You got to make sure it's able to send that signal up to the bar. Yeah, the uh, the TrackMate style transponders. I don't think. I don't know if it's the bar or the the transponder itself. I don't know if they have as strong of a signal as the MyLab style. But yeah, clear body. But you know, prep prior and make sure you know if you're going to a track that you know i'd say find out what kind of transponder that track uses you know and be prepared have that ready yeah. to go um well we can start it there now yeah. you show up to the racetrack um what are the first things you like to get done when you get there uh typically you know get the yeah get the uh the make sure the batteries are charged up i've seen that happen too someone might forget to charge a battery but uh, having a battery tester or charger that can check make sure your fully charged is good so i usually start with that get the batteries charging and uh, lately i guess i've been slacking so i'm usually gluing my tires sunday morning before i put them on but tire glue dries really quick uh, i get those on there and at that point i'm really done look i looked at the truck before i got there uh, but then typically yeah it's just turning it on making sure all the fans are working you know go out there run a couple laps and then typically you know when you see the light blinking, you're good to go on a trackmate transponder. But as you go around the practice mode, it'll it'll kind of it'll tell you how many seconds or what your laps are. If you don't hear that, then you have a problem. So don't right. be that guy. And it's already a long day, and I, it happens every single weekend. Someone's transponder's not plugged in right, and maybe it's because they're switching them from right, car to car, which trucks. is fine if you can't afford, you know to or at least, you know, you're not prepared to put one in each vehicle you're running and you're changing them, no big deal, but just make sure it's on. Right. You know? Yeah, learn it inside out, make sure it's working. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing wrong with during practice before the races, run it under, ask yeah. ask the timer if it's registering. Yeah. I would, you know, people would rather deal with it then than in the heat race when you got people lined up. Oh, yeah. Everybody's waiting on you then. Yeah, it, you know, it's, it, it, it's such a long day as it is, you know, uh, but every time or, you know, probably every other race, it seems like that might be happening. And, you know, you're that guy, you're adding on, if you're adding on so much time to the day for everybody, yep. you know, granted, I know sometimes they just go bad. It's a small two wire <clears throat> thing. Uh, but you know, like, like you said, having your box Velcro or whatever, make sure it's secured because. How many times have we seen it? The transponder dragging around, it's dragging, and then you know you're complaining, and the guy running the booth, which you know happens to be you, it's yep. not your fault, and it is a pain to try to manually load laps. That's, oh, I've been, I've been I've been yelled at because somebody's uh, transponder is not working. Yeah, like it's your fault, you know. I'm just pushing <laughs> a button. <laughs> but that's hard. I was trying that the other day. Uh, that's that is very difficult to do that. So, uh, yeah, don't be disappointed if you're relying on someone to manually watch you go around the track. Yep. You know, <laughs> yes. Well, especially in a heat race, because it's not going to give you your times and our lineup orders for the mains are all by time. Yeah. So if you're just manually punching in your laps, 
you're still not going to qualify where you should because your times aren't there. It'll be jacked. Yep. Yep. I mean, you can usually get them close, but yeah, it's not going to be 100%. Welcome to Gromax and Gromax RC Raceway, the UP's biggest and best superstore for planting and hobbies like RC. We've got everything you need for Traxxas, Losi, Techno, and all the other brands. Not only that, but we have racing every Sunday. So stop out. We're always here. Get growing. Get racing. Get a new hobby. Grow Max. Uh, let's see. Transponders. Uh, let's see. Just had a brain fart. I wanted to go somewhere else. Transponders. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about transponders. Wow. They, they are important. They are. Okay, so. Say you show up, got your transponder all checked, everything's working. Um, wow. Let's go, to, let's go to corner marshaling. Let's just skip for a while. I'll, I'll come back on it. You know what? Corner marshaling, that's a good transition because we just went right off the track. Yeah. We just bombed this. Little... Anyway, right. so yeah. So we just went off the track here. So yeah, corner marshaling is a good thing. Uh Common courtesy of corner marshalling, I'd say. Uh, you wouldn't think that you have to bring it up, but yeah, pay attention to the corner you're on, not the race. Yep. Watch your corner, not your buddy's car on the back end of the track. Pay attention to your area. And, you know, two, I'd say, marshal the vehicle the way you would want yours marshaled. Right. You know, don't walk over there taking your time. Hands in your pockets. Yeah, you know, that's it's frustrating, you know, because even though yeah, you know, the other person messed up, but when you're on the stand watching, no matter who's marshalling, yep. you feel like it's taking them forever. Yep. No matter what. So, you know, at least attempt to show a little initiative because honestly, I'm not gonna lie, if I see people that do that, I remember them and I remember their car <laughs> and they're gonna get maybe the same courtesy that I got at one point, but you know, yeah, uh watch the corner that you're on. Um, two, or why well, I cover two, yeah, try or to three. be expedient. Three, I'd say, put the car on the track in the direction it should go. Now, <laughs> you wouldn't think you'd have to bring that up, but if you're not paying it, like, that's a, a clear sign you are not even paying attention or, to Or, you know, try, try to pay attention to which yeah. corner the car goes off. If you got two lanes next to each other, yeah. and you get thrown back in the other lane that you got wrecked into, oh, yeah. that is frustrating. It's frustrating. I've I've gotten thrown back out there in the wrong direction, the wrong lane, like you said, maybe in a different area and had to yep. retrack around. Uh, the other thing I'd say, and uh, of course, some people that aren't haven't been doing this as long might not think about it, but don't throw a car out there in front of a car that's coming. Like that's that that's just creating disaster. Way. Yeah, you just you fixed one car, now you just crash two more. Yep. Yourself or three or four. And you just affected the race, so. Yeah, don't, you know, pay attention to the car, the race that's going on. Throw the car in a good direction. You know, like where we have the big wood ramp, I don't know, I've seen this happen a couple times too. Sometimes people spin out, they have trouble there. But then you, you can't put a two-wheel drive vehicle on at the, the front end of the wooden ramp and think that it, like, it's not making it. Only, I think, the four-wheel drive's got the power to get through that. So, you know, if it's in an area like that, put it on the other end of that jump, which is almost better than throwing them behind a jump yep. or a hill. And that's kind of, that kind of leads me into the next one about driver etiquette. Driver etiquette. If you're, you know, it happens. You you might bump somebody, flip somebody over, wait yeah. for them. Yeah. At least put an effort into it. Yeah. Make it look like you care just, just a smidge. Yeah. And sit there and wait for them to, okay, their corner's taking too long. Okay, go. Yeah. But... You, give them, yeah, give them the chance. You really should wait. Yeah, you you wreck somebody, someone running in the the top, you know, say five of a race, and you know we're doing point races. If it's just a fun race, free race, etc., probably not a big deal. But right. when it actually matters, yeah, you take somebody out. You know, even if it wasn't well, if it if it was intentional, you're just a jerk. So yep. I guess you just don't <laughs> care. But if it was an accident, yeah, wait. You know. Just, just wait till they're back on their wheels going the right direction and then get back to it. Um, but, yeah, the people that will do that intentionally and just keep going, mm -hmm. that's another, yeah, I'll remember that. Yep. I'll remember that when I see you later. But, 
You know, yeah, that's that's kind of an important thing. Uh, another bit of track driving etiquette. If there's nine or ten cars out there in the in, in the race, if you know you've already gotten lapped, yeah, you know you're not you know you're not in the top running. If you got lapped by somebody, a lap or two or three into the race, mm-hmm. you probably should move out of the way for the people that are coming up on you. But that right. happens a lot too. That's I you know we try to announce who the leaders are. Yeah. Usually you can tell who the leader is, maybe the top three. Yeah. You know, if we're telling you orange and silver truck is your leader and they're on your bumper and you're racing them. Yeah. That's not cool. Just <laughs> get out of the way. Even if they're putting you a lap down at that point, you're better off letting them go. Yeah. Cause all you're doing is slowing yourself down and slowing them down. Yeah. You're yeah. better off letting them go yeah. and then trying to keep up. Yeah. And I mean, you know, try to, you know, when I first started, I was getting lapped by everybody. So oh, yeah. I, it here. was at a point where I was probably moving out of the way. At, you know, a couple minutes into the race, I was probably moving out of the way with people that I was ahead of. You know, so I didn't <laughs> want to be a jerk, you know, until until later. It's like, okay, trying to hang with leaders. And then, okay, I think I'm, yeah, I'm still on the lead lap. But then if I, you know, after a while, you know who runs fast anyway. Right. But if, you know, when you see them coming, just, just move out of the way or... Or just communicate. I think a lot of times on the stands, people can communicate more and they don't, you know. Yep. So if sometimes, you know, you're close to someone that's running good, you know, there's nothing wrong with saying to whoever, if you know who they are, that you're going to go high or you're going to go low. Yeah, ne- you're next corner, I'll get out of your way. Yeah. So, something. Just communicate. And it makes it a better experience for everybody else. Yep. Yeah, because really, you could be coming around, notice the leader behind you. And stay on the track for a quarter of a lap. Yeah. As long as you tell the person saying, hey, as soon as I got an opportunity to move over, I will. Yeah. And that person's not going to throw a fit and they'll drive a little slower. Yeah, until yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. I, yeah, most people are perfectly fine with that if they're at least acknowledging that they're slow and they need to get out of the way. Right. Um, yeah, I know when we were carpet racing... It was a lot easier for some reason. I think it was a smaller track. Yeah. And you're announcing a leader. You can, it's, yeah, you it's usually right. know who's in the lead. Yeah. Majority of the guys will lean over and say, hey, I'll, I'm going high so you can go. Or just yeah. tell you, hey, go ahead. So yeah. They, you know they're not going to drive down on you or something as you're trying to go under them. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a good, good track etiquette i'd say yeah some good points um what about uh making sure did you i don't you might have already mentioned it check your car the oh, race yeah. before yeah 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 turn like, it on we're, we're a couple discussing minutes it on, yeah the transponders a little bit so yeah when you know like we're saying it's a long day of racing anyway and uh you know the other race finishes you should already know that you are next and you can hear the Whoever's announcing the race, telling yep. you how many minutes are left in the race, et cetera. And you know when the race ended. But when you hear that there's, you know, two, Half three minutes point. in the race, in all reality, you should already be there with your truck powered on and ready to go. Yep. Wait until they clear out. And then be up on the stand. As the other guys are coming off the stand, you should, in re- at that point, you should be on your way back up there. And then go around and check in. You know, be, be ready to go. But by not being prepared or not paying attention to the race order... You know, you're, yeah, you're that guy. You're making everybody's day longer because you're not prepared and ready to go. Yep. Yeah, that's a, that's a big point. That's probably the biggest delay next to not having corner marshals for a race. Yeah. You know, make sure your, make sure your car's running. Yeah. It takes yeah. two seconds, plug it in and yeah, your pull the throttle, turn the wheel, make working. sure everything's working. Yeah. Yeah. You should, you know, like, like I said, usually I'll do that if, if I know... If I know I'm in a, a race after the one that's running, mm-hmm. I'll turn the car on, look at everything, turn the steering, you know, everything. Make, make sure, even though at that point you don't have a whole lot of time, but you just make no, sure. No, but you're not throwing it on the track yeah. and making everybody wait. Yeah. She turned on, yeah, because it really, yeah, there's so much time added. I mean, there was a, a track I went to, an indoor one, uh, when I was down in Kansas, and it was an automatic. It's like... It's it would when a race ended in three minutes the next one starts. Mm-hmm. If you weren't prepared, they're starting without you. Yep. So because there were it was such a long day, and you know, 
I don't think that was a bad thing because it made it made the event go faster. Yep, so get you out of there quicker. People were prepared, but you know, we we have some long race days. There's so many classes at the Gromax track that, on yeah, I mean, uh, how much time do you think we could show up today? If if say if say everyone was ready to go and in three minutes the next race starts, you f- you figure if say we got 13, 13 mains, thirteen or fourteen heats, and yeah. we rounded up to fifteen. So you got 30 races. If on half of those you get a five minute delay, oh yeah. That's five yeah. times fifteen. It ends up. Yeah. Yeah, so. you know, there there's but honestly everybody can help improve, you know, the day going by faster. Yeah, it's an extra hour and a half. Yeah, probably easily. Yep. Cause I don't know, you know, I'm trying to think of you know, like Grant, we're rambling about this right now, but what's the fastest? Just a guess from when a race ended to when the next race started. Like, do you even think it's five minutes? Mm. <laughs> I I don't. I'm trying to think in my mind if that's been pulled off. But yeah, I maybe it has. And the small well, when it's smaller classes. Yeah, we've done it. Like usually, certain classes that the guys are pretty prompt and they're yeah. there ready. Guys that have been around a while. Yep. It's quick. So yeah. yeah, we've we've had our races that were they were there and ready. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the majority yeah. majority of the time it's there's a good delay. Yeah. Just you're always waiting for one person. Never fails. <laughs> Sadly it's usually the same guy. You know, just <laughs> don't be that guy. We're not gonna call anybody out by name and I'm not even thinking about anyone specific, but no. I, I know there's a couple people. We could speed up the day and make it more enjoyable for everybody else. And, uh, yeah. Well, it's the same thing with corner marshalling. The longer we got to wait for corner marshals. That, too. Yeah, good point. That's my biggest pet peeve. Honestly, I think we wait on... I'm there from 9 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Until, at the earliest, like 5.30. Yeah. Most of the time, 6.30. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm there all day. If we can get out of there at 5.30, shave an hour off yeah. because we got corner marshals every race, I'd be yeah. ecstatic. Yeah, well, and it, it, it's hard. I don't think, you know, only just dabbling a little bit, going up there in the booth with you to do that stuff. Yeah, there's a lot going on in there, and it's not as easy as you think. I think I uh, the 8-scale buggy race, I started that one. Mm-hmm. Not even paying attention. I was just glad everyone was ready to go. Uh, there was a nitro running, so I know you don't want to wait long. And then I started the race, and then, yeah, there's no corner marshals. Oh, geez. So we had to do a restart on that. But, yeah, I don't think everyone really understands. And no one knows it more than you because you've really been doing it all year. Yeah. But well, yeah. I went right from carpet running it all through the winter. Yeah. And then to this. And yeah. It's even as much as I know about it, I'll still space out and notice after I hit the buzzer, hey, there's no corners. Yeah. So I think, you know. Yeah. I'm already I'm no, counting is, trucks yeah. on the track. This is a really good point. So th- this, to have good etiquette, I guess, at the track is when your race is done, you pick up your car, you only have enough time to go set your car down and turn it off. Yep. And you should already be walking back out to the track. Yep. Or another thing, too. I mean, but if you're I've racing people, one or two classes. I've seen people at the air compressor who just got, like, we're not waiting, you know? And then, it, yeah, it's, and Grant, yeah, there are some people that aren't marshaling when they should go marshal, but... No, it's just common courtesy. When your race is done, you're marshaling. That's been the rule forever. Yep. So, yeah. Well, that's another thing, too. If your truck's not broke down and you got 10 races before your next race, yeah, yeah. go corner. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing that. You know, that's, uh, that's the biggest help anybody can do out yeah. there. You know, and if you're there and you got some younger kids with you, which is great getting them into it, but there's nothing wrong with corner marshaling with your kid. Right. To help them. Yep. Because, you know, everyone has seen this. Uh, kids aren't always paying attention to the race. No. You know, we got some butterfly chases. It's going to happen. Yeah, nothing wrong with it. But, yeah, if your kid's small, there's you know, go out there with them and try to teach them. The yeah, go to, an e- go to an easy spot on the track. Yeah. Even if it's a spot that doesn't really need a corner marshal. Yeah, go there. The extra body helps. You never know. Somebody might yeah, flip does. in a weird spot. Yeah, if you're trying to train them and teach them right, that's a good way to do it. Bring your kid out there with you and... And, you know, and, and let them know when their race is done, go set the car down. You know, I'd say that's about all you got time for. You, you, I set it down, turn it off, turn off the transmitter, and yep. I'm heading back to the track because, yeah, it's a long day. Yep. So, yeah. Okay. Um, another thing, anything, get out of the race talk here for a little bit. Um, anything new at the store? 
Yeah, we got some cool stuff in here. Uh, we just recently got a real flight simulator for airplanes. So if no one's ever seen this or you know maybe heard of it, either way, stop by the store, come check this thing out. So it's it's a, a disc system that you can either use on Windows, I think it's seven, up to ten. Um, it works on Macs as well, but uh, the disc goes in there, and then there, the controller is set up just like a real airplane controller. There's tons of different models that you can pick from. There's different flying fields. You can, uh, you know, you can turn them on trainer modes. There's actually there's more things in this program that I'm even aware of because we haven't played with it a whole lot. Right. Uh, but one cool thing is it's hooked up to a 50 inch, like HD TV yeah. screen. We got it plugged in. So the visibility, you know, is awesome on there. So nice. if you're thinking about flying, but you know you're you're afraid to just buy a plane and pile it up, come try out the you know the the sim and how, the store. How close is it simulation to real flying? I so I've heard mixed things. I, I've heard some people say they don't think it's as good. I mean, yeah, it's it's not a real plane. But here's what I think is awesome about it is you can you can try stuff that you don't necessarily want to try on a real plane. You know, so I've been flying for a while. So today when we were messing with it, you know, honestly, it's more fun than you would think it is. But mm -hmm. I was taken off and then immediately seeing how quick I could roll the plane upside down, like right off the runway and then just fly it close to the ground. Like, you know, if you haven't been flying in a while, you wouldn't do that. But on this, right. if it crashes, you just hit reset. The plane's <laughs> back on the run. You know, it costs nothing. And I mean, if there... The amount no of people that... tape involved. Yeah. The amount of people that tried the simulator today at the store... If there was a dollar tag to everything that got destroyed, I I don't know Thousands. how much. We, we probably destroyed, if they were real planes, I'd say probably, yeah, at <laughs> least 30 to 50 grand we would have destroyed today oh, if it was a real plane. So that's what's fun, though. There's helicopters on there. Um, there's different settings on those if you're just trying to fly kind of in a, a safe mode, if you will, where it limits your banks and rolls. Same thing with the airplanes, but there's options to turn that off. So, you know, you kind of fully open up the capability of whatever right. airplanes. So yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. There's jets on there, there's biplanes, regular planes, trainers, helicopters. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's actually a lot of fun. So if anyone, uh, you know, if you come to the store and you see it over there, it's free. You know, that's what we want. We want yeah. people to try it out. You know, if people are thinking about, uh, if they've never flown before, here's a good thing. You know, if you look at the jet, it looks really cool, mm -hmm. but that is the worst training. Super hard to play, uh, yeah. fly. You, you know, you kind of have no business unless you get the deep pockets to get a jet as a trainer. But at least there at the store, we can, you know, talk about that, get them set up, you know, for, for yeah, go ahead and try the jet. See how, you know, try it out. Mm -hmm. It's probably not going to go well, but then, okay, let's change it to some trainer models. And some of the, the trainer models that are built in there, almost all those planes we can order. And some of them we have at the store. So people can try out these different trainers and just get a feel for it before it costs them money. Right. You know, and if they really like it up here in, you know, northern Michigan, we have long, cold winters. And honestly, it, it the the simulator is more fun, like I was saying. And I've been flying a while, so mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I I really like it. It's it's an enjoyable thing. And I think people can really polish up on their skills, whether it's right. just learning or trying to do 3D stuff. Because you can do it on there and, it, it you know, your blood no pressure risk. doesn't go up. Yeah, you know, you, you're not worried. All you got to do is hit a reset and then... It's back on the run right. to start all over. So. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to stopping and checking it out. That's going to be uh, that's it's interesting. Fun. I had fun. Then I had to remember, like, oh, yeah, I should probably be doing something. I'm over here. <laughs> I'm over here trying to, like, knife edge a plane down the runway. And, yeah. But, yeah, if I hear someone come in, I'll stop. But, you know, yeah, it's actually a lot of fun. It's, it's free for anyone to try out. And then if they really like the simulator, there's different versions of it that we can get. If you already have airplanes and you already have uh, – like a spectrum controller because that's what kind of a program this is uh there's these usb ports that can plug into your computer and then you oh. can bind your so you don't have to have the cord yeah. at all so you could just buy the disc if you want without buying well, the, the disc whole, and yeah. the usb yeah the usbs are sold separately the the it's called a dongle but those are yeah. sold separately but yeah if you don't want to if you already been flying planes but wintertime you want to keep flying you know you can mess around with the simulator you just need the disc and then that little uh, dongle it's called to connect it to your right. transmitter. Or if you don't have any of that and you just want the other one, you can get the other controller. It comes all in a box. And right. It's, it's it's like I said, it's more fun. Like I, I know you're going to try it out. Yeah, I'll probably uh, 
Probably Saturday. I'll stop in yeah. there. And you got a carbon cub. Out. What's that? You got a carbon cub plane now. So I do. There's a there's planes. Well, I got the carbon cub and I got the. I don't I don't know which one's which. I have the, the little sport one. Cub. I have the sport and then the. Yeah, you got the bigger one. Yep. Like a one point five or one point. Yeah, one point five. I think. Yeah, bigger wingspan. Yeah. But the nice thing you can try out different planes. I haven't flown it yet. No, but you can fly now in the simulator. And yeah. I, I think it's it's pretty realistic. I actually I think I can fly it and yeah. not have a problem with it. I flew the little one quite a bit already and it's it's not as hard as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, which is that's a good And thing. I was flying it around power lines and bushes <laughs> and Yeah. It was it was a mess. Um, anything new in the store besides the simulator? Any new products that came uh, in? We got some new things coming. Um, cause I don't think that they've been in here, but we have, uh, the Axial, a uh, couple more rock crawlers coming. The SCX 10.3, third version or whatever. We got the Gladiator one coming. Uh, we also have that JLU Jeep Wrangler. Yeah. Coming. So anybody wants to buy me something that Gladiator would be. Yeah. It's on my wish list. I like it. It's pretty sharp. I got the, uh, oh, also the, uh, it's an SCX-10-2, the Honcho. We have one of those. Oh, you got one coming well. in. Nice. I mean, that's a good truck, too. Yep. There's and nothing wrong with them. And pretty well. And I have an, you know, the Axial SCX-10-2. And to me, that's a great truck. I think mm -hmm. that's my favorite one. And now I see the 3 comes out. The 10.3 the has portals. They move the battery, you know, up in front of the front, uh, the framing part. I mean, it's, I think... Axial did a heck of a job. Even the bodies on them. The bodies yeah. look sweet on these ones. The details look great. You know, the your drag links are tucked Licensed up high. tires. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, some people don't, maybe they're not familiar with this, but anytime there's a, a crawler that has a Chevy, a Ford, or a Jeep body, the price tag jumps up and it's because of that licensing thing. But yep. if, if, it, if you still want the same truck, you can get ones with a different body that they just designed. It's the same truck, it's mm -hmm. just a different body. And then, you know, there's tons of bodies you can buy, change it any way you want. Yep. I don't think- Oh yeah, sky's the limit. That's yeah. It's one of the main things I like about the hobby, yeah. is when I got into the crawlers with, you can make any crawler anything. There is endless possibilities for bodies. I mean, oh, yeah. get whatever you want. I mean, you got on your shelf, uh, Toyota Hilux, you got yeah. Cherokee, and Cherokee came with it. They that's still in production too. I, yep. was, I was looking. You can still get that exact same one. Yep. Yeah, that the the TRXs. If that's something that you like, there's ton tons. I think TR like Axial, Axial makes a lot of bodies, but I think Traxxas is probably making more now at this point. Now that I think about it, you got there's the different Broncos, there's the different Blazers. Yeah. There's you know the the basic TRX one. Uh, there's the the Defenders. The Land Rover, Mercedes, the Mercedes, yeah. There's and then I saw they got like a it's either a '69 Blazer or '72 Blazer, but I don't know. Yep. I got to research it. See, I don't know if that will come with a truck or if that's just a body option that's available. But those look sharp too. I thought they were. I thought the truck was coming with it now. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the new kit yet, but but I know they announced that those bodies are are going to be coming. But yeah. Yeah, but the, yeah, I'm kind of excited to see these axials. Uh, I'm not as excited because more likely I'm going to buy one. <laughs> and, you know, and I haven't even gone out rock crawling in probably three years, but I just looking at how that truck is set up, I just I can just tell that that is a really good one. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I seen it coming out when it was on pre-order. That's when I purchased my Element. Yeah. And I almost pre-ordered that instead of buying the Element. And now that I'm seeing it, I, I'm kind of kicking myself. That's uh, hard. I like the element. Oh yeah, the well the so the the axial the SCX ten point three that doesn't have the independent front suspension, so it's hard to say. You know, there's still a solid front axle. Yeah, it's still. It's hard to yeah. I don't know which one's better, but I feel like looking at it, it's better than the models I have right now. So at least out of the box, you yeah. know, you'd have to spend money. I'm actually really time. curious to look at their portals too, because. I've seen the Red Cat portals. I've seen the TRX portals. TRX ones, I think, are better than the Red Cats. They yeah. seem a little more rigid. Yeah. Um, the Axial ones, just from looking at the pictures, they look similar to the TRX. They do, yeah. They're, they almost look like the same axles, but... Yeah. Yeah, we'll see them. Once you get one in, I'm curious to see it out of the box. And Yep. 
Hopefully uh, you buy it so I can play with it. Oh, that's the, you know, I, I've had good restraint being there of not buying a lot of stuff, but I don't know. That thing looks good. Um, another thing, though, that we have, and we've been bringing more more of these in and they've been leaving, are the little 24th scale crawlers. They're fun. They are. Great price. <laughs> yep. And uh, we had one uh, the other day uh, that Zach bought, and we had some ramps set up in there, and we were just trying to see how big of a vertical that the, it was the axial, the one with the, uh, the 67 Jeep. Chevy body. Oh, yeah, that's right. That one. They, they come in a gray. Or oh, they yeah, come Dave in, was like, playing with the Jeep green. later. Yep, and we had this this board set up, and it, it was probably a 50-degree angle, and that truck climbed it. Hmm. I couldn't believe it climbed it. Yeah, that's our, our buddy Appy. He set up a crawling course. Four-by-eight sheet of styrofoam. Yeah. And he's got an angle. It's 50 or 60 degrees. It's pretty straight yeah. up. And I have the the Element version. Yeah, the Sendero, I think. Yep. And it was lifting a front tire, but it was yeah. it was making it up. Here yeah. I am with hands on a podcast again. Yeah, the little yeah, I was doing it too. The little the little uh that uh the one with that sixty seven Chevy body, mm-hmm. it was steep enough to where, you know, the torque of it, like one of the you could tell one of the tires was wanting to lift, but yep. what uh what I was impressed thinking about this though is nothing was done. There was no weights added. No, it was they're nothing all stuff. And it was doing that. You know, they had come with the lock diffs. So yeah, Dave and I were talking. That would be something fun to do is like have a like even like a twenty-four scale crawler event because it'd be easy. Size of a pool be, table. You know, who can climb the steepest angle? You know, set up a couple of different things and yeah, yep. you take your truck, mod it up, figure out how to get it to perform its best, but well, if you look at the aftermarket parts for those 24 scales for the axials, yeah, it's endless. I mean, they got yeah. brass parts. It's uh, That's what I was thinking. It, you know, it, that little guy wasn't even modded. And I was thinking that what, what it was doing, you know, I would almost think a 10th scale that you put a lot into it. I don't know if it would have done that incline, you know, hard to say. 50 degrees, 51, I think is about the max that I've had Yeah, a 10th scale at. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I, I don't know. I was kind of impressed. I could see that being a lot of fun. And the, mm-hmm. a lot of those trucks, you know, like I said, it come, it, it's down to whatever body it has. Like the deadbolt body, you know, the retail or MAP price on those is like 109 But basically, it's the same truck. Yep. But then the other ones with the Jeep bodies or the other ones with the Chevy bodies, they're just a little bit more because it's the, the licensing thing. But they do right. sell clear bodies for those now. Oh, really? Yep. I didn't know that. You can get different clear bodies now for the little <laughs> 24-scale trucks. Yes, it I, I look at that and it's big up here because we got such a long winter. Yeah. You're stuck in the basement. There's nothing yeah. to do. Yeah. You can build a little course in the corner that doesn't take much. Yeah. I and, foresee me buying one. I, yeah. Yeah. After seeing what that little truck did, because I didn't think it would be able to do that, but hmm. I, I can see that being a lot of fun up here and that that's cheap. Right. You know, that's a cheap, cheap entertainment. And well, and the batteries too, is they actually last a long time in them. Um, mm-hmm. I have yet to kill a battery in one. Yeah, I mean, the longest I've messed with is like a half an hour, but yeah, I mean, Some still, your, if you're yeah, your tents get yeah, unless you get the big packs in them. So, yeah, they, yeah, they're a lot of fun. Okay, so now, uh, we'll go back to racing a little bit. Are you racing at all this weekend? Oh, there's some races coming up. We have uh, Friday night at Big Rock. Yep, Big Rock under the lights. Yep. I think they start uh, at 6.30, yeah. I want to say. I want to say that was their kickoff time. I'm not positive on the start time, but uh, kids' football is canceled thanks to COVID. But you know one sport that's not canceled? RC. RC race. Yep. Yeah, not canceled. So, yep. yeah, uh, over at Jamie's, that's a nice – Jamie and Polly's, that's a nice – track over there and i know there's some people coming in from out of town it's yeah, going to be i believe the anigo guys are going to be up yep i think some guys from up by the sands market area are coming i don't know if the guys from houghton area are coming but i'm not sure hard to say i don't think they've been down to that track yet no so it, i think that'll be a good turnout um i would say yeah i would throw this into your track prep something warm it's good <laughs> yeah. our temps are not looking favorable yep. but uh, bust out the sorrels and... yeah you know if you want to be you know Here's something that RC trucks don't like is cold. <laughs> so, no, plastic and cold weather is... Uh, plastic and cold. Yep. You know, a bad mix. So, yeah, if you see guys heating up tires, I don't, you know, it makes, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> someone will get to that extent. But I, either way, it'll be fun. Yeah. You know, we haven't had a night race. I don't know the last time there's been one. 
Um, Neely's last year was, was last year. You know, because he had always Friday night starting at five. So yeah, yeah, we haven't had a night race. Yeah, there's nothing going on up here. There's you know high school football's closed. I don't know. Yeah, there's really nothing else going on. So Friday nights there, and then just in the area over at the Anago track. Yep, Anago RC Raceway on Sunday. And you're going to be announcing. I will be announcing. And I'll probably, I'm sure I'll end up announcing a little bit at Big Rock. I don't think I'm staying long, but I'm yeah. sure I'll jump in for a little bit. Um, yeah, Anago, they open at 10. Registration closes 11.30. Racing kicks off at noon. Um, they do have a swap meet. A swap meet? That means I can get rid of something. Yep, bring your crawlers. It's hard to let these things go. Yeah, but look, yeah. look what's you know, I know, bright light yeah. in the future. The, yeah, I can see letting something go for that one. But yeah, yeah. the the guys from Anago they've been up weekly now, and they're uh, they're big into the hobby. They uh, yeah, they jumped into it. They got a huge complex down there too. Yeah, those guys have been great. Real good support. They have good track etiquette too. They're yeah, usually prepared. So I yeah, I don't feel like. The group of guys coming from up there are not prepared making our day longer. No, they're, they're definitely into it. They're fun guys. So hopefully anyone around here who's taking mug can make their way down there and help support that track as well. You know, just helping the hobby in our area is key. You know, eventually, you know, we might see more tracks opening up in different areas. Yeah, well, that's the big thing, too, is these guys running all these tracks. Dave, mm -hmm. um, I think it's Neil Anderson that runs mm -hmm. Anago. Jamie and Polly running Big Rock. Frank running. Yeah. Frank's track name. Oh, I might draw a blank. I backcountry. Backcountry. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Up and in, I up have in yet Sands to make it up there. Yeah, I I've been up there been, once this year. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting up to Frank's track, and I know my, you know, I don't even know what does he. Yeah, he's got another race. He's got one more, I think. I so I've got to make it up to that one. Let me know. I'll take a ride with you. Yeah, like football be canceled. So <laughs> at this rate, it's yeah, I don't see things working out well. So yeah, Frank's is a fun track. It's fast. Big nice. back stretch on it. It's the pictures of it look nice. Yep. Oh, and if anyone's curious on the track at Gromax, if they're listening to this, uh, you can go to the. Uh, it's called Iron Mountain RC Club. Yep. Go to that on Facebook, and then there's pictures of the track. There's aerial shots. There's Gromax RC Raceway on Facebook Gromax too. Gromax RC Raceway. Yeah. So it's kind of nice. Sometimes you're wondering what the track layout is. You can get some, yep. you know, a good idea of what it looks like from the, the pictures so i do got some drone footage of dave's that appy took with his drone but i don't remember if i put it up there or not i'm gonna have to look add okay. that up there if i didn't so it gives a little bird's eye view of it yeah it's nice to have mm -hmm. so you're always wondering what what the track's like you know bigger jumps but yeah there's there's some good tracks on you know good uh good layout there i'd say dave's what what i like about the the track there the gromax track is the width Yep. It's nice and wide. You can actually yeah. pass on it. Yeah. You can pass if people get out of the way. <laughs> no. <laughs> there's, like, there's a couple sections that are a little tricky when you're in the, in the little yeah. corkscrew before the wood jump there. It gets... That's... Yeah. You, get, you can get a little tied up in there pretty easy. Yeah. But something really funny is I, was, I went down and cornered a couple races this last weekend. And I went over on the landing of the wood jump. Yeah. You could park a bus on that landing. I have never seen a jump <laughs> landing that. I mean, it's It's, it's 30 be. foot wide. Yeah, it's got to be. I went over there and it's like, how do I miss this? It's, yeah. you could literally park a bus. Yeah, it is huge. Yep. I mean, I, I don't, for real, I've never seen a track that had a jump with that big of a landing. Yep. Well, yeah, the jump takeoff alone is 12 feet. Yeah. And the landing is double. It's about as wide as the Pine Mountain Ski Jump. Yeah. And those guys, you know, I, I, it's huge. But, yeah, yeah, it's still there's cars going off the back end yep. or into the pipe. It's, so. it's hard to judge. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I was standing over there looking at it. It's like, how do you miss this? It's your own fault. Yep. You know, and that's a, that is a tough spot to marshal. Yep. It really is, too. Like that. So, especially if you go off the ramp and in between... If you get stuck in between, yeah, yeah I don't know how many heads I've almost taken oh, off. Oh yeah, please, if, yeah, don't send your kids out there to marshal that spot. That's not even good parenting. I'd say that's a that's a another thing. Spot. Back into track etiquette is don't turn your back when you're on a track. Oh yeah, that too. Yep. Yeah. That's uh, you're you're asking for trouble because you got people that 
are just beginning and all the way up to yeah, been yeah. doing this their whole life. You yeah. get anybody can go off in a bad yeah. spot, and I know I wouldn't want to get hit in the back of the head with an eighth scale no. or a four wheel drive. I got hit in the back of the leg during an eighth scale warm up. <laughs> Right in the back of the knee. But, yeah, I don't even know. I wasn't even in the spot. It didn't even make sense. So, yeah, yeah, you're right. Don't turn away from the track. An eight, an eight scale will come and get you. It will bite you. They're heavy. And another thing that since I was just saying about this track etiquette, here's a funny thing because you're going to be announcing down at uh, the Anigo track. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, don't say the same races as last week. <laughs> just just tell the guy what you're running. Yeah. Maybe. Hi, I'm Bob. I want to run this, this, and this. Not, yeah. yeah sign me up, same as last week, because yeah, I'm sorry. A, no. When I'm when I'm checking in, forty to fifty guys every week. Yeah, there's no way. I'm lucky to remember your name. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to remember that. Remember the classes, what you ran. Yeah, just 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 make life easier. Have the correct amount of change. <laughs> yeah. And just say what classes you're running. Right. And have your transponder ready to go. That'll make the guy running it his day a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's uh, that's a couple good points. What what else you got? Is there anything else? Like you, you're the guy up there. What what else makes your day long? Oh, <laughs> the day. It's a long <laughs> it's, day. Yeah, it's it's a long day no matter what. The biggest thing is, um, we're there running the track for everybody else to have a good time. Yeah, hours you guys put. You know, it's any little if I don't even know, just any little thing to make anything easier. Yeah, being prepared. Just, just yeah, be prepared. I mean, that's yeah. the biggest thing. Make sure you know if your race is, we're on race three and your race is number four. Turn your truck on when I <laughs> announce race three. Have your truck turned yeah. on and ready to go. It happens every week too. You know, I mean, I get it if you're out corner marshalling. The yeah. race before yours, you know, if, yeah. make sure your truck's ready before that. You know, that's, yeah, yeah. if I've you're one of the that. guys that run multiple. Yeah, I've done that if I had them. Yeah, I would just bring them both over to the side of the track and mm-hmm. they're both sitting there. The wires are already in. I just got to turn it on. I mean, I, you got to, you know, just make the attempt right, to not be that guy and <laughs> dragging the day out for everybody. Yeah, uh, I do want to say something too. Uh, T, yeah, made it to the track this week and actually got the race. It was good to see him. Yep. Brad was helping him out. Which, yep. You know that just goes to the community. Everyone helping people out. I think we're yep. all glad to see him back there. For sure. Even if he couldn't wrench on his truck, yeah, someone was there to help it. Yep. Help make it happen for him. Yep. That was uh, that was really good to see. You know, we yeah. missed missed the big guy. Yeah, we do. Um, no, that's. Probably about it. Any other points you want to throw out there? Anything? No, just, uh, you know, if, if no one's ever been into the Girl Max uh, store, um, you know, we're branching out a little bit and trying to get better communication with other people uh, when it comes to planes as well as cars and crawlers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've had, I've had some phone calls from people in the Escanaba area looking for parts. So, you know, if you're up in the, you know, a decent radius of where we're at here in Iron Mountain, there's no problem. You, you can call the store. Uh, let me know what you're looking for. And then, it, I mean, it's simple. I find it. I tell you when I can get it in there, and I give you a call when it's ready for pickup. So, you know, don't, if you're, yeah, we've had people even up uh, up by Hancock, you know, north of Houghton call them. Um, yeah, just reach out to us, and we'll do what we can to get you. Like, we all here fully understand we don't have a lot of store options, so doing the best we can to help provide support for everybody. Um, and then uh, there was one more thing I was thinking for the rock crawler guys. I know mm-hmm. a lot of guys listen to this like this. I got some interiors coming. They should probably be here tomorrow. So if your rock crawler doesn't have an interior, I'm going to have some interiors in there. And they just come clear, so you just get to paint. Paint them like you do your other Lexan bodies. If you want to just make it all one color, cool. They come with stickers. If you want to dress them up and make them fancy, you can do that too. It's up to you. But yeah, we got some, you know, interiors coming for the crawler guys. And yeah, that's that's nice to see. That's something I've been wanting to put in for a while. And it looks better. Yeah, it does. If, I, I never think you know, of when I'm online looking. I never think about looking for that. So that you're actually yeah. getting them in the store now. That's 
it's going to be and, huge. And not to help us, not to force us that we're probably going to buy the SCX 10 3. It comes, <laughs> it comes with, with an interior. It, yeah. Like, I mean, it's a legit truck. And a motor. It's got a. Yeah, it's got a underneath the hood. Simulated motor under yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, does that help it crawl? Probably not. No. But it might add some weight up front. It might. But it looks cool. I think, don't quote me on it, but I think the hood opens. I think it, why would you put that in there if the hood I, I think the hood actually opens open, on this yeah. one. That's going to be, going to be interesting. You got to let me know well, when we'll you get it in. And maybe, uh, you know, maybe that could be a, a thing for another day. Yeah. We'll just line up some crawlers. Yeah. I'd like to do a, a, do a multi-crawler review one of these days yeah, on bird's eye view of on what's what, what we see is different. Yeah. No, all good things. Lots of things growing and happening at the store and yeah, come on in, try out. The simulator and come see what we have if we don't have it you know let let someone there know and we'll get it for you we've been doing that for people that don't even have to drive here they can call the store yeah. well days. last time i was in the store what two days ago i mean you got you got x maxes on the shelf you got revos on the shelf yeah slashes i seen you got still got a, a few slashes, slashes sitting there and i know this isn't um I know we're a long way from the holidays, but just from doing these orders and seeing how the cycles work with a lot of these companies, mm -hmm. if you know that you want to get something or get something for somebody else for the holidays, you seriously better plan ahead because some of the things that we've had on back order, they're on back order for a very long time. Right. So if you know there's something that you want, you should plan a little bit ahead because it, you know we're the odds are high that we may run out of things. We're trying to prep and bulk up as mm -hmm. much as we can, but obviously everything that we buy and spend, it's it's money sitting there, but we're doing the best that we can to be prepared for the holidays, but we're probably assuming that we're going to just get cleared out because right. where else are you going to go get this stuff? So well, if anybody's listening for Christmas, yeah, Ryan, SCX 10-3. Yeah. yeah, me too. But I, I like, I like the, the gray one, but I'm not picky. The gray gladiator. The gray gladiator. That's sharp. It will be there. I think tomorrow. That's the one you ordered. <laughs> oh, oh you guys good. are killing me. Yeah. Yeah, RC. It's it's a way of life. It's an addiction. It's it's rough. If two years ago, if you'd have asked me, yeah. if I'd have twelve RC trucks sitting at home, I would have called you nuts. But oh, yeah. Now I got twelve RC trucks and two planes. Yeah. And it's only you, get, worse. you don't have a boat yet. We gotta get you. No, I don't have a boat or a <laughs> helicopter. It's you know, boat. Not to drag this out, but boats are we're so hard to get. Like we're finally getting some boats in. I do want to try <laughs> one next year, maybe, because they yeah. are reasonably priced too. They're not they're horrible. Not so. They're they're not bad, but yeah, for real. It, just for anyone, if there's something that you're wanting or interested in, let us know because even at the the main distributors, whether it's Horizon or Traxxas or A-Main or these other companies, mm -hmm. the majority of the time, we if you say you want it and we don't have it, we can't just order it and it's going to be here in a couple days. Right. Everything is sitting on back order. So like I said, we're doing our best to prep, but if you know you want something for the holidays, you you got to start planning ahead. Well, yeah, COVID this year too messed up a lot of that. There was, every yeah, RC car was way. back ordered. Everyone had free time. Yep. It's not that the Everybody was at home yeah. collecting that extra money on unemployment. Yeah. Talking to the you know the distributors, it's not a matter of the plant stop making stuff. Mm -hmm. it, it's been the demand, yep. and it hasn't slowed down. So, and then you know the sound of things in the country going to more shutdowns. Well, everyone's gonna have more free time again. So uh, you know, right. it, it, yeah, it's uh, if you really really want something, you know, but you don't think you're well. Honestly, if you really want something, you're probably not buying it right now. You might, you're probably gonna have to wait. But if you plan ahead, you can probably get it within a reasonable amount of time right yeah okay that's a good good point yeah we'll work with anyone just you gotta let us know and we'll be able to give you the feedback on when it's going to be available to you and if we can get it sooner or later that's awesome so. nice all right jeff i appreciate your time again tonight um hopefully i'm sure we'll get you back on here yeah there's other topics in the future we got a lot a lot of topics i mean right now we're at an hour i'm sure we could go for another hour uh, and oops Batteries, chargers. There's so, yeah, there's. So I do, problems. I do want to do a battery and charger episode. Yeah. I mean, just charger basics. charging basics. I mean, basics. There's a lot of stuff that people don't know on how to charge a battery, because now you get all these companies that, yeah, made everything so simple. Plug it in, push a button, walk oh, away. 
So I don't want to get in this, but they made it simple, but there's a difference between a lipo and a nickel metal hydrate. Yeah. And we're not going to talk about it now, but they're just, <laughs> if anyone's, whoa, what? You know, they're, they're different. A lipo and a NICAD nickel metal hydrate, they don't, <laughs> the, the care and maintenance of them is totally different. Yep. So yeah, that's a whole nother episode. Yep. All right. Well, this is uh, the legend, Jeff. We'll see you all tomorrow.